I'm Janet. I'm Jacia. I'm Rachel, and this is Walk is Happening. Hi everyone. Oh, is that is that how we start up our podcast? It's um, in today's episode. Oh shit! Okay, sorry. It's like I'm fucking filming a YouTube video. <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome to our- okay. Um, okay. Um, in today's episode, we'll be talking about superstitions, and in light of that, we just want to say Happy Lunar New Year, Gonghei Fa Choi. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yes, Janet, you can start us. You start us off. Um, well, I was actually interested in talking about this topic because I overheard my parents, not my parents, well, my mom talking about, um, like Kao team during Chinese New Year, um, and I was wondering, like, like they were getting really into it, and I was sitting in a living living room listening to them talk about it, and I was like. Why? <laughs> like maybe it's just me. Like, do I? Am I just missing the Chinese spirit? But I, I don't know. I don't really believe in them, and I want to know why people believe in superstitions and why they exist. Do you guys believe in any superstitions? Um, not really. It's like in terms of like going closer to like Chinese New Year, right? It's I think for us is. Or at least for me, it's more like tradition. Like I don't really believe in super. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't really believe in superstitions, but I know my parents do. Like, so we have like we just do like you know clean the house or whatever. Or, like my grandparents clean their house. We don't really clean our houses, but like take a shower with those like leaf thingies, oh, and then. Yeah. I, yeah, we do that all the time. Like, I, I, I use that just because, like, I'm told to, or, like, at least I feel better if I do. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, my parents are, like, really into, like, feng shui. Um, like, they move houses because of feng shui. Like, if the feng shui is not good, then they'll move. Yeah. And then, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I want to say it's strange, but it's interesting. Yeah. That's cool, because... My parents don't believe in like superstitions, but my grandparents do. So, like when you said the leaves thing, it was because my grandma told us to use it, and then it's like better safe than sorry, you know. Don't want anything to happen in case like I don't use it. So that's why I like kind of follow it. Well, for me, I feel like believing in superstitions and like doing them are two separate things. So, like, even though I don't necessarily believe in superstitions, like, similar to Jacia, I still do them, maybe out of respect or just because it's tradition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because even though um, my dad, well, my dad's the same as me, my dad doesn't really believe in superstitions, but he just does it because my mom tells him to. And there's some weird superstitions that mm, I feel like well, for my mom, like people who do follow them, it's almost like it gives her a sense of security. Like, um, almost as if if you do it, it ensures that you'll have good luck or stuff like that. 
Well, like for me this year, even though I don't believe in superstitions, I still like participated in some. Like for example, um, I washed my hair on like Lin Sam's at Man, which is like Chinese New Year's Eve. And because my mom was like, oh, you have to, you have to wash it today, like wash away all the like bad luck or like all the bad spirits or whatever. So, so I did it. And the thing is, even though I don't believe it, it's not like um, doing it caused any harm. So I was wondering like if there was any um, valid connection between believing in a superstition and it actually being I guess, useful. Does that make sense? Yeah. I so think- like you don't necessarily have to believe in the superstition for it to be useful. And I guess that's why it's still, they still exist. I think it's more of like a self-fulfilling prophecy thing. If you believe in it, then you subconsciously try to make it true. And then it, when it becomes true, you like have a strong belief in the superstition. And I think it's like a cycle that keeps repeating. And that's why it's like being passed down in generations because everyone, when you start believing in it and then you like propagate it. This is sounding like TOK. (laughs) For me, I also think that, um, I feel like because we study in international schools, like this is something I've thought about. There's a lot of Chinese traditions I've noticed that I'm not like acutely aware of. And I'm sort Mm -hmm. of scared that from my generation onwards, because of my like semi disconnect with the culture, like the cultural traditions, beliefs and values will not necessarily like propagate or like pass on to Mm -hmm. the next generation. And like maybe it'll end with me like some aspects of the tradition. And I feel like superstitions might be one of them. And like, if you think about it, I don't believe in superstitions, right? So that shouldn't really um, trouble me at all. But for some reason, it does. And it's, <clears throat> and it's almost like, it's kind of mountain. It's like, ironic. Um, yeah, so I feel like superstitions, to me, exist not because I feel like they work but because I feel like by doing them I'm respecting the culture like my heritage or some sorts does that resonate with you guys yeah I think so too because when you said because we're from international schools we're kind of semi-disconnected from the culture I related to that because I didn't really know or was aware of things like washing your hair before New Year's because my parents already don't believe in it so like then passed down to me I learned about these things from other people's families but then it's a disconnect from our culture or heritage because I won't pass it down either how about you JC mm. I I, th- I think I've thought about this or just more so the idea of like passing down stuff. And I feel like, um, I guess I would pass, like, I feel like I would just do it for the sake of um, this is how I've done it and I want my kids to do it this way. Or like, I don't know, like, I guess I do agree to an extent that because our generation is so like, I guess like distant 
maybe this doesn't go for everyone, but I feel like it goes for like most people, right? Like Gen Z, la, okay. Um, <laughs> we're a weird bunch, but you know, I feel like it's like they we sort of create our own culture in in a sense that um is not really traditional. So I guess like in a way some or maybe like I would end up not passing things off to future generations. And I don't know, I think that's a bit scary because like, am I destroying years of practice that my ancestors did, you know, just because I don't believe in it too? Or should I pass it down just for the sake of, you know, passing it down, I guess. Well, for me, I also think it has to do with us being, I guess, surrounded by more scientific knowledge. Like, Rachel, you saying your parents not believing in superstitions doesn't actually surprise me because they like work, they're like doctors and nurses, right? So they're like part of like an elite, like academic, like intellectual sort of group of people in society, right? So it actually doesn't surprise me that these people who really like, live and breathe science every day don't believe in superstitions because to me science and I guess like cultural or like traditional superstitions don't actually connect or like work well with each other and I think mm, even though like I said I'm afraid that my disconnect with the culture will eventually lead to like the demise or like the destroying or of like Fail, failure to pass on these traditions I also I also think another reason is because well like even because of technology we've become so much more in touch with like like just knowledge in general like it's so easy for us to learn and connect with like science it's much more difficult for us to believe in superstitions as a form of I guess almost like a safety net or like an anchor like like, like I said, for my mom and my parents, I feel like they turn to these superstitions as a form, like, in the same way that religion serves a sort of a grounding purpose. And I feel like that doesn't really resonate with us as much as past generations would. So maybe that is just a function of change or inevitable progress, maybe. So do you think that, like, because we said we might not pass down these kind of thoughts and values to our future generation that in the future when the generation doesn't believe in these thoughts that it would be detrimental to our culture or do you think that like because of advancements in society that we should change our culture or what's the importance of keeping these kind of values when like perhaps we don't believe in it because we find no value in them. Well, to me, I feel like superstitions and like traditional cultural values and stuff play an important role in sort of acting sort of like a glue almost. It's like there's this central thing that this group of people believe in and subscribe to that sort of unites everyone. Like I was um, texting Ines this morning and she, I was like oh did you celebrate Chinese New Year because she's in Canada right and she was like oh I couldn't celebrate with my parents but we had a Chinese New Year dinner yesterday and 
it's like even in Canada where like you're surrounded by really like um a subdued or like a it's like less of a Chinese or like a Asian sort of influence she still had this like new year dinner with her friends from like Vietnam or like her Chinese friends her Hong Kong friends her Thai friends and I feel like that's just proof of like these superstitions and values being sort of a glue of bringing people together and really I guess if you think about it that's the point of like Chinese New Year like Lunar New Year right it's the it's the connections between people like the group relationships um but yeah like I definitely do agree with that because even like my brother who um is in the U.S. like although we have like family there um they didn't really celebrate it together they literally just shipped him food in a box and he was like okay and he well like shared it with his friends and I think I think like um something as big as Chinese New Year I feel like that is something that will never I guess go away because I think no matter like if you practice what you usually do at home or like if you don't like you'll still celebrate it some way right because it's just like it's a holiday that you grew up celebrating so it's similar to like what like like Christmas or whatever right like you'll still celebrate it but maybe just in a different way but I think um maybe you might you might lose um the very traditional traditional things but like I think you'll find a way or people will find a way to still celebrate it with the intentions like oh um you know either like paying respects or like just sort of connecting more with your culture like yeah I don't know Okay, so speaking of superstitions, I actually think it's quite um, related to maybe like good luck charms and the idea of believing in something that we don't actually have concrete proof of like bringing us or giving us value. Um, And I used to play like basketball, right? And I remember I had these red like Toronto rappers, uh, Raptors lucky socks that I would wear to every game because, well, like, they were my lucky socks right they were my good luck charms so I wore them to every game and the thing is it like it's obvious that there's no actual solid evidence that these socks gave me good luck or like increased my abilities to perform like on the court I was wondering if you guys had any luck good luck charms and like looking back do you think they work maybe in some indirect way or if you still do, do you think it still works? Personally, I try to like create a lucky charm. Like whenever I perhaps do on, on a test and then that day I was wearing like this bracelet. Then the next time I'll try to wear the same bracelet to do another test. So hopefully like the good luck carries on, but then it never works. I always fluctuate, so I stopped believing in it ever since then. <laughs> How about you, Jacia? Um, I sort of, okay, sort of, but not really. So 
it's more so my grandparents and my mom so we all wear or like yeah so everyone in my family or usually like most of the adults the kids like they don't really care but whatever they're kids um they wear what's the chinese thing it's called like a june so it's like the little charm right okay if i send you a photo maybe you'll you'll know because my camera's not on wait let me let me send you a photo you just like cut is it like out. a stone almost it's like with spots yeah so okay yeah i, I um, have one of yeah. those and it and it looks it looks different um because like your whole jungle. so i sent a photo to the insta um yeah so all, my whole family has these um because my grandma actually like sells them so we don't have a choice <laughs> We have to wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like those. Um, and she says that we have to wear them or at least hang them near our beds for good luck and to literally like push away like the evil spirits. Um, but I think this is more of like, may- maybe it's like more common for me because my grandma literally has a shop full of them and my mom like buys like, you know, necklaces for her to sell and um yeah so it's like all over our house um but I guess like if I'm really really feeling anxious then I would I always have one near my bed anyways and I don't really believe like because sometimes I actually just forget about them until like I look them like oh okay but I like sort of believe in them and I know my grandparents really believe in them because she told us this whole story of she was sleeping and there were some like spirits that woke her up, like some evil spirits. And she literally got all of her freaking things out and was like, go away. And then it went away. And I was like, what the heck? (gasps) Okay, maybe she was just having a nightmare, but we don't know that. But yeah, like I do sort of believe in them, Lucky Charms. but, you know, as I grew older, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's, it's like, I usually use Lucky Charms for tests. But, you know, as you grow older, you realize tests is if you study hard enough. But yeah. <laughs> well, like for me, I feel like Lucky Charms serve a similar purpose to what Rachel talked about in the beginning. So like a self-reinforcing, or sorry, what did you say? A self-reinforcing, self-fulfilling. Yeah, a self, it's like self-fulfilling, right? So like it boosts your confidence. So like if you believe this thing will actually improve your performance, then you believe that you wearing it, you, that you, you believe you will perform better by wearing it or like whatever. So that boosts your confidence. And in turn, because you have a more, I guess, generally more optimistic outlook of whatever you're doing, you actually tend to perform better. So um, I was listening to another podcast the other day and they talked about something called the stereotype threat. So what the stereotype threat is, is you actually acting differently based on what you think others think of you. So for example, the, um, the test that the professors like conducted, um, they had like a math test that they gave like guys and girls. And then they told the girls that, oh, in this test, well, actually, um, in this test, well, actually, both guys and girls perform this at the same level. And so when, once the girls like took the test, they actually produced uh, the same result as the guys did. But if they didn't tell them that 
oh, in this test, guys and girls actually performed the same. The girls actually performed worse because of the stereotype that like, oh, girls aren't good at math or like girls aren't good at science and stuff like that. So it's almost like this psychological, what is this called? The psychological effect or like this uh, phenomenon like flipped on its head. It's like you believing that you will do good because of this lucky charm will actually lead to you performing better. It's like manifesting, <laughs> but in a more scientific, <laughs> in a scientifically proven way. Like maybe that's why manifesting works. Is because yeah. if you put your heart to it, if you put your mind to it, then the likelihood of you actually, you know, achieving this feat will increase because you believe in yourself and you believe in the others around you. So I think that's more maybe an important lesson if we move away from superstition without any like evidence or scientific ground and apply it to something else and I guess maybe that's why it works and maybe that's why people uh, participate in it or still believe them and still do them food for thought (laughs) that's actually so interesting because I think I I've heard of something similar like not the not the experiment but more so, like, if you put your mind to it, then it'll happen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so far we've been talking a lot about superstitions that we can kind of control to some extent. Like, lucky charms, we can choose to wear them or not wear them. Like, um, the traditions of, like, cleaning your house and things like that, we can have some control. But what if, like, it's something that is out of our control? So, for example... Like I was reading this SCMP article a few days ago and it was about the Chinese zodiac signs and kind of their predictions for what our year would be. And sadly, they predicted that the year of the horse and the year of the sheep will have a very difficult and challenging year. So, and it's out of our control. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that because this feng shui master said that will have a bad year that it'll actually be true or like what kind of aspects can we control so we can change our fate well i know my mom believes in those because like every year around just really around chinese new year she buys a new like feng shui master book (laughs) that she reads my mom too oh (laughs) my god can't relate (laughs) She buys a new one every year and she like reads it and like talks about like, oh my God, this year is going to be tough. And then she like talks to my dad and like talks to me and be like, oh, you've got to like avoid these things this year and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, "Mm." well, okay, maybe it's because the book is in Chinese. So I guess I wouldn't really pick it up as much because my Chinese is not that good. So Similar to the Chinese zodiac feng shuis, I guess I can relate it to like zodiac signs, like Western zodiac signs, like astrology. Like, mm-hmm. are you can are you a Cancer? Are you a you know, I forgot the other signs. I don't. Yeah, Leo stuff like that. So I guess it's similar. Um, especially those Instagram posts where it's like, oh, if you're a Cancer, this week you will find the love of your life. <laughs> like stuff like that <laughs> it's like mm, i used to believe in them 
I was like, wait, this is actually so accurate. But then uh, recently, I sort of realized how a lot of the statements that they push out are quite, they're like blanket statements almost. They're really, really generalized. Mm. Like, for example, they could say, oh, you're going through a tough time now, but it's okay if uh, you get beat down, you can just stand back up and start over again. Like (laughs) stuff like that. It's so general. Like it applies to everyone. It doesn't, to me, I don't think it really matters what time of the year you were born in. It's like putting out a statement that's so general, like you've ought to at least make it applicable to some people, but obviously there's a subsection of the population that it won't apply to. But just for the section of the population that it does, those people are going to go like, wait a second, you're so right. You go, I mean, it's like you throw a bunch of eggs at the wall and you just see which one works. That's, I don't think that's the saying, but there's a similar saying. I've got it all wrong, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like I have a friend who like believes in this stuff, like religiously believes in this stuff like she has a freaking app downloaded on her phone that she can check for her whatever moon signs star signs (laughs) and she's trying to get me into the club and she's like you should download it like you're gonna know your fate like you can predict what's gonna happen to you and I was like okay okay and then like when whenever I was talking to her she would refer to like whatever her star sign or moon sign said that day but then whatever she said, I feel like was still kind of generic. But to her, it was like so accurate and so specific to her life. And I think that perhaps it's it just picks the aspects that a lot of people share. Like like what yeah. you said, like it yeah. picks majority of like what people would experience. And then, for example, like you said, oh, this week you'll have a tough time. And then whose week doesn't, like, have a rough period? And then you'd, like, immediately connect it to the tough time that you have. And then you'll think, oh, that's so accurate. And then it's, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy again. And then, like, you get, like, you believe in it even stronger. And then you just become my friend. Yeah. That's why people make fun of us, like, people who believe in astrology because it's so okay it's not dumb like sometimes I read I'm like oh shit like that's me but then you read everything else and I was like how come that is not me but you know I act like yeah so I think it's yeah it's kind of strange but I mean okay my boyfriend also has an app for freaking star signs and he reads it he reads it like in the morning and I'm like do you believe in that? He's like, no, I just read it, you know, just in case. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. But I mean, yeah. Like, I used to believe in them. I used to follow so many of those horoscope accounts, maybe until maybe 12, 13 months ago, I unfollowed all of them. Uh, I think... like astrology zodiac signs and these like fortune telling things i feel like the reason it's so popular even though if you like take a step back and really evaluate the situation it's it doesn't take much to like realize how uh i guess mm, how should i put it how 
unauthentic it is not not unauthentic but like how how like how it works like how people just put out general statements and then people are like oh yeah it applies to me like if you take a step back and actually take maybe like 10 minutes of your day to sort of look at the different posts it's not hard to realize that this is what's happening but I think the reason why it's still so popular is because it almost strips people away from the responsive like it strips people of their responsibility or, or like their accountability for how their life will turn out you know what I mean it's almost as if oh if your life fucks up then it's not your fault it's just it's, it just so happens that astrology or like my sign says that oh because of how the moon or whatever saturn jupiter whatever is positioned it's just not going to go my way today so therefore it's not my fault and but at the same time i feel like that's sort of dangerous because when things do actually go your way at the same time you can go like well i'm just lucky because of how the planets are aligned today does that make sense it's like it takes people away of their responsibility to actually have control over their lives and the way that mm, they would want it to be. And I think that's sort of dangerous almost. It's almost like it's an easy way out. Like, I don't mean to, you know, be like, oh, I'm, I'm taking the high road, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's, that's, not what, that's not what I mean. It's just something I've noticed, I guess or I think is why it's become so popular. Yeah, true. Like, I agree with what you said. Like, the star signs, the moon signs, astrology, superstitions take away kind of our control over events that happen. And like, for example, I know someone who's into these kind of things. And then like, it's the same friend I spoke about before, super into these things. And then she'd tell me that because she she's in university right now. And she's like, oh, the day that I got into this university, my star signs told me that I was going to have a good day. And that's why I kind of slowly believed in, the, in these star signs because they actually like become true. But then it kind of takes away the role of her hard work within the whole application process is kind of takes away all of mm-hmm. that and attributes it to only because of the way the stars are aligned. And I don't think it's a good way to approach yeah. your successes or even your failures. Like for me, like like I said, I think it's like dangerous almost because it makes it very difficult for you to actually be satisfied or fulfilled with where you are because you sort of discount how hard you've worked to get where you are and all the things that you've done. Like for me, I feel like it's much more easier to be happy or like like chasing happiness, I don't think is a good thing. Like I feel like by doing that, it's almost as if people are chasing happiness by placing this, it's like a, uh, what's it called? It's like a moving target. If you, if you depend, or if you like, put your happiness or like your sense of satisfaction depending on how the stars align or how or when you're born or like stuff like that I feel like it's much easier to be fulfilled if you actually take a step back and notice how hard you've worked and like give 
yourself credit where credit is due. It's almost like that sort of thing. And I don't know, like, I just feel much safer knowing that these things are within my control and not in the control of something I can't control. <laughs> That's a long sentence, but yeah, it's like, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe few months or few years down the line, I'd look back and be like, you are so wrong. But like at this point in time, this is just how I think and how I feel. Yeah. Like, so I do believe with, you know, the more people believe in it, the less, I guess, their self-worth probably decreases because they feel like if their astrology sign or whatever they believe in is not good today, then, you know, they can't do anything to control it. And I, I think that's why, like, I don't really believe in it is because, like, I know I can control things, like, to, to an extent, right? Obviously, like, bigger things, like the weather or, like, like you know, the possibility of um, freaking, like, having a test or not, right? Like, I can't control yeah. that, right? But, you know, if my astrology sign is bad, like, I don't really care. Like, so what? So what? I'm going to die, you know? Um, do you think people believe in astrology or just in, like, superstitions or function or whatever, not because they've seen it once and it worked, but more so because they feel like something is missing from them? Hmm. okay that's a good question because I feel like something is missing well for me like I feel like that uh I feel like this sort of applies to uh religion as well it's like purpose it's like people turn to these things for a source of purpose like sometimes I sit in my room and I think about how small we actually are, like in the grand scheme of things, like just as individual, like people, like, for example, like, I don't mean this in like, oh, in like a bad way. Like, for example, if I were to die tomorrow, like in the grand scheme of things, like in the whole, in the scale, the large scale, like universe wise, what actually changes? Like really, like nothing changes. And I think that just the thought of this is really scary for some people. And it's like these superstitions and religion and horoscopes or whatever, it gives people a sense of purpose. So like to answer your question, yes, I feel like people believe in these things because it sort of fills a hole or like a gap. It's like I exist, I should exist and I exist because of this. It's sort of like a motivating thing. Well, at least to me. Yeah, and as JC said, like to fill something that's missing, I think that's also true because some things in life you just can't explain. And then when people like keep thinking about why things happen, they just kind of maybe attributed it to these supernatural things that occur and use it as an explanation to understand their lives better. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. it's like kind of a filler to fill out the gaps we have in our knowledge that 
cannot be explained for, for like for example by science or by like reasoning yeah 100 percent. that's yeah that's why i that's mm, yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. well i also have another thought now it's like going back to the whole cultural traditions thing say we don't believe in traditions do you think it's our responsibility like if if we realize that maybe these superstitions don't actually hold any uh like scientifically or like backed up like ground or evidence do you think it's our responsibility to tell the people around us that believe in these things that like hey like actually if you look at it this way things aren't actually the way you think they are like is it do you think it's our responsibility it's our responsibility to at least initiate this conversation like not out of disrespect but just because you know it's like us seeing something that we don't think they necessarily see like do you think it's our responsibility to have this dialogue almost maybe with parents or grandparents or even friends that's a good question cuz I did speak to my, like, grandma about, like, why she kind of believes in some of the superstitions. And that conversation, like, we didn't argue, but, like, we just had very different opinions. Because I think she, like, grew up with those thoughts ingrained in her. So she kind of just believes in it as, like, an innate response. But then me studying in like an international school I meet like my parents not like giving me those like thoughts and values when I was young that like because of the clashes between how we grew up like whenever I'd explain to her about like for example she like it's controversial but she believes in like for example if I have to test tomorrow then if she prays then I'll do well like I don't believe in that. So like whenever I tell her like, oh, I don't think it works like that. And then she'd tell me that, oh, it's better safe than sorry. Like, why don't you just believe in what I do? And then I'd tell her that oh, like, you can do as you like, but I just don't personally believe in your practices. And then it was a very difficult conversation. And I think to some aspect, I kind of, maybe to her, gave off the feeling that I was like better than her because I didn't believe in like these kind of thoughts so I think it's like a very careful conversation to be like had like you have to show that you respect what they do but also state your opinion and your reasoning I've had similar conversations with my mom actually and I feel like it's very difficult not to get defensive in situations like this, especially in something that you believe so firmly. Um, it's like a similar situation with, um, for example, like because I was like raised to be Catholic, right? And I went to church school and stuff like we've gone over this. It's sometimes, it's like the argument that keeps coming up is why not just, stay religious or why not just believe in god so even if you die like there's a chance that you can still go to heaven and not hell like if you just believe it like it's almost like a win-win situation 
And it's like, okay, if you choose not to believe in like God now, like when you die, you might face the consequence of going to hell. It's like that sort of situation. But the thing is, I feel like there are other factors to consider. It's like, I'd rather live a life where I'd rather live a conscious life where my decisions are within my own hands and within my own control and not in the control of others. Like, I don't know how that is with you guys. I, yeah, because I feel like for me personally, because, you know, this is going really deep, but no one knows what will happen when they die, right? So I've had this conversation in like um, PSC, so like well-being class. And it was like a really, really deep conversation. And, you know, if like people try and find a purpose in life or will find some purpose in life because, you know, everything's going to end the same. We're all going to die, right? Nothing will last forever. Mm-hmm. Not even plastic will last forever, okay? Although, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like believing in certain things will bring peace or inner peace to some extent because you don't know like what's gonna happen or why things happen and I feel like you know believing in these superstitions and heaven or hell or religion sort of maybe gives you a more like grounded feeling and a more you may like maybe you feel more connection to sort of bigger beings itself and maybe like that like people find peace in that i don't know wow that was so deep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah it's like it just goes down to that whole purpose thing it's like you are part of something that's bigger than yourself and it's your responsibility to play your role and make sure like the dominoes don't fall I guess it's oh man (laughs) (laughs) this is deep (laughs) oh my god that was so deep it's gonna get deeper but like (laughs) like when you said about how different people view lives and how some people put try to put themselves into the bigger scheme of things and how some people like want to have more control over their own lives like what do you think causes that because to me I believe that when we're born it's like nurture that gives us our thoughts our personality our feelings um, our outlook on life and things like that but us for example we have kind of similar upbringings but we still like have as you guys said you guys believe in some of the superstitions and follow some of the superstitions but what causes this kind of divide that allows people to have different outlooks on life to follow or not follow these kind of traditions and cultural beliefs well i think for one like our ethnicity plays like a huge role like the culture that we're brought up in like obviously the three all the three of us are all Chinese so 
it's almost like a given that the superstitions that we follow will like fall in line with Chinese traditions. And under that, there may be even more like niche superstitions that we follow based on like, oh, what province our ancestors are from or like stuff like that. Like even yesterday, um, I never knew that there was a Chinese New Year dish called lo hei. Like, I didn't know that until I saw Jasmine's story. Like, okay, well, actually earlier in the morning, I saw it on TV, people talking about lo hei. And I was I asked my parents, I was like, what the hell is lo hei? And they're like, oh, it's like a dish for like good luck. And I was like, wait, why don't we have that? And they were like, oh, we're not from that part of the country. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, like even these like tiny little things differ. But yeah, like exactly. Like even Jacia doesn't even know what low hay is. But like <laughs> it depends on where um your family is from. And like even though you're like maybe you might be from a neighboring province or like really, really close, even these little traditions differ, though we're celebrating the same holiday. So I guess this plays a really, really big role. But also back to like Rachel's point of like personality and stuff like that like maybe I have like this scientific bias or thing but I was reading a book maybe like two or three months ago and apparently (laughs) genetics play like a huge role in like what sort of character you actually turn out to be and environment like nurture how should I put this it's like everyone has pre-existing genetic propensities towards certain things or characteristics and nurture like the biggest role that nurture actually plays is in amplifying your pre-existing genetic propensities does that make sense it's almost like nurture is like the catalyst if you will it's like it catalyzes your pre-existing genetic propensities to be like uh good at math or like to be like a selfless person or to be very like curious and stuff like that and I think well I only read that one book and obviously I'm not just going to believe whatever that guy says but his arguments were pretty convincing and it sort of changed my outlook of how I guess the proportion of influence between nature and nurture interesting what book is it oh wait okay it's called uh blueprints by robert plowman so he's actually a i believe he is a psychologist but he sort of he's like one of the leading like psychologists who are like urging the whole is urging the whole community to like not neglect the influence of genetics i think he's working at kcl right now but i think he's originally an american that will be my recommendation for today. I'll repeat it later, but that was my recommendation. It's a great book. I really like it. What time are we on now? I mean, I think we're in a good spot to end. Okay. And we'll cut some things here and there. That was a good conversation, in my opinion. Was. It was insightful. Was, <laughs> there was less smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So much smoother. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> I already, I just said my recommendation, so I'm not going to repeat myself, but you guys can. Go ahead. Jacia, would you like to go first? Um, let me, okay. Yes. My recommendation is to make breakfast. Make 
lots of different types of breakfast. Um, well, okay, one of them, you should make baked oats. For those who don't really like oatmeal, because I know oatmeal sounds really bad, but it's like the best thing you'll ever have. And I love oatmeal, but baked oats are far more superior. Um, you can find a recipe like on Instagram, or you know, you can follow my account um, at Pang's Cafe, where I do release lots of breakfast foods that you can make. And you can choose one from there to make in your mornings. Yeah, that's my recommendation. So my recommendation for today is we actually have an Instagram for those of you who didn't know. It is at walk is happening on Instagram. So if you guys haven't followed us yet, you can go follow us right now. We post um, whenever we have a new episode coming out. And yeah, so go follow and like our posts. Thank Wait, you. actually, on that note, I do have another recommendation. <laughs> if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us like a review or like rate us, you know, five stars preferably or like whatever. Like just please leave, uh, drop us a rating. Because I think of all the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts is the only one that allows people to leave reviews. So it's like the most concrete, I guess, booster for the performance of our podcast. So please, 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 if you're listening, just leave a review, give us a rating. And yeah, thanks for listening. Five stars if you want to be cool. <laughs> and yeah, bye. 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 bye.